0: with their mental health but when they listen to the rare girls podcast where empowered women share their voices and tell their stories many women will feel inspired to live a life of freedom and to overcome all insecurities they will feel it is a safe space to find their confidence to remember their unique beauty and to feel their self worth. And they will connect with the sisterhood of rare girls who encourage their success and support their dreams. That's what this podcast is all about. My guest today is Wadzanai Gute. Wadzanai is the first girl from Zimbabwe in this podcast and is a second year software engineering student at the University of Wollongong Malaysia campus. And she likes to spend her time in every possible way with friends and family. What's an eye? How are you today?
1: I'm good, thanks. How are you, Aziz?
0: I feel blessed, very happy to have you today, and curious to know more. So I'll begin with this nice first question, which is What's an eye if your friends and the people who know you most and love you best could describe your personality, what would they say about you?
1: Um, I think they would say that I am a bit tough. But once you get to know me, I'm a very free, friendly person. And I'm always there
0: for my friends. I love that. Tell me more about it. Because being tough, but once people get to know you, they know you're free, open minded, softer than they expected, etc. Do you believe that that toughness comes from shyness or from uh, something where you feel you need to protect yourself from some people or it's just an attitude that you picked up along the way or how did it form and develop?
1: Well, I've met a lot of people in my life, like even being friends with some people and not everyone who is around you always has like your best interest at heart. So I kind of like just put this wall up to kind of just filter the people that I let into my life. So I'm not very easily approachable, but once I get to know a person and see where they are coming from, if they have my best interest at heart, I will project the same energy. And I am a very loyal friend when once I, once I am sure of like how the person is and what their intentions are. So, yeah, I would say it's, mainly because of the other people that I've met in my life that did not have like my best interest at heart. So I kind of limit the people I
0: let close to me. I understand. And how did this work for you in Malaysia? Because you're going to a whole new country. And therefore, as someone who is displaced, somehow far away from family and those you love, if you are tough, it becomes harder to make friendships. So how did you go through that process? What did you do?
1: Well, in as much as I would like to say I am tough, it's not like I'm mean. I'm actually a very nice person. Like I'm good with new people. It's just that there is a a stage that I will put you. I won't put you as close. You are there. I will be nice to you. I'm not going to be mean to people. So making friends was not hard, but I just really took my time to really see how people were. And I made like my first actual friend after like, two months, I may say, but that doesn't mean like before I didn't have friends, I did have friends, but just knowing that this person has my back and I'll have theirs. It was after a couple of
0: months. I understand. And in addition to studying and spending all that time on your education, how do you take care of your well-being life balance mental health how is a typical week within the life of what's now in a foreign country in order for her to not burn out and just be studying constantly
1: well i do like school does get tough at times and um, it's very depressing it's very hard especially not being around my family but i do try and call them as much as I can to just kind of vent about the things that I'll be going through so that they can just keep me grounded, give me the motivation I need to keep going. And most of the time when I feel like everything is just a lot, I kind of like just take time to myself. I don't mix with people a lot. I just spend my time maybe watching movies and just take the time to feel whatever it is I'll be feeling from the pressure of school and being far away
0: from my family. I understand. At the same time, how was that change of scenery going from Africa to Asia? Did you find it difficult that there was an adaptation period, a culture clash? What did you notice that maybe was normal in Zimbabwe that was not happening in Malaysia or the opposite? How was it to take yourself a girl from Zimbabwe and put her in Malaysia how was that adaptation situation
1: Uh, well from the moments that I was even still at home I was so anxious I was so anxious and when I got here it was during COVID and I had to stay in quarantine for like two weeks I think so during that time I couldn't see a lot like there wasn't a that much of a difference because I literally just got from the airport and went to my hotel. So during that time, I was just spending my time, I was attending classes online. Um, I was watching movies. I was talking to my family. So during that period, it was kind of like just the same. And then once I got out of quarantine, uh, fortunately, like my school does have like a lot of Africans. So I managed to fit in, in terms of, like, having friends. But then I wouldn't say, like, yes, there are, like, culture differences and everything. But the people, they're very nice. And I never felt, like, that homesick. Like, I need to be home. I need to go back home because I don't like this here or anything. Like, Malaysia was just very nice for me, like, when I got here. So, yeah, except for the weather, of course. Like, that's a bit different. It's very hot here, but... Other than that, like the transition was not very, like it wasn't bad at all.
0: Thank you. And why did you choose specifically the subject and the field you want to study? What motivated you to do that? What was your inspiration?
1: Well, um, for as long as I can remember, um, I did enjoy doing things that had to do with computers, like Even in high school, I was doing computers as my practical subject, and it's one subject that was actually interesting for me. Mm -hmm. So when I got to a point where I wanted to, like where I had to choose what I wanted to pursue in college, like in university, that was like one idea that I had like right off the top of my mind like I didn't even have to think about it because it's just something that's actually interesting for me to do although it's actually um, hard it's a bit challenging but I do enjoy doing it like it gives me that excitement especially when I'm actually learning how to do the things and I'm getting good at them
0: yeah thank you I understand this and To know even more, because you spoke about in the beginning, when you meet people, you put them through a phase before you decide to make them part of your life. What are you looking for? Maybe it can be good advice to other women, like what characteristics or green flags or maybe even red flags do you look for so that you become selective and choose the right people?
1: Well, I don't think like right now I can really just categorize like, okay, this is a green flag okay this is a red flag but what I can say is that you need to take your time with people you need to take your time there are even people that I knew that were very close but that's just because like you haven't gotten to a point where the relationship between you and that person is going to be tested at some point the relationship is going to be tested and that's when you see what a person is going to choose are they going to prioritize you are they going to have your back when they need to have your back so I just feel like you just need to take your time when um, forming relationships with new people, take your time at some point, even if someone is putting up, like is putting out an act at some point that will be tested. And it'll be very easy for you to know that this person has my back or not.
0: I understand. And you have, as you said, you went to Malaysia and began your education during covid I could argue, and a lot of people do, that many women and girls who grew up and were in high school or beginning university during COVID, it was a time of isolation, a time that might have reduced their social skills, uh, made them feel isolated. Do you agree with this? Do you think that during those isolation periods, during COVID times and uh, pandemic, etc., that that was something that can cause you and many women a level of shyness and extra introversion
1: um well I don't think so specifically because well this is um for me particularly because I've always been a person who enjoys spending their time alone like I do enjoy spending time with my friends with my family but I also do not mind being alone so I wouldn't say that it was a very hard time for me in terms of like being social because I wasn't that social in the beginning so it didn't really affect me in a terrible way but then when it comes to school what I would say was the problem was just keeping up because you have like all these distractions when you're learning from a place where you're not physically present with the lecture. So there's just all these distractions, like we were even traveling during times that we were supposed to be in class. So that was the only issue, like that was the only problem because, you know, people were even allowed to now start traveling, um, like locally, of course, before um classes got back to fully physical. So I just feel like it was the big problem was just a lot of distractions. But in terms of like, social skills, I don't think it affected anything, because it was kind of just the same as the person that I was before.
0: I understand. Thank you for that. And about the food, because Asian food is very different compared to your country and African food often is much more delicious and spicy, how or spicy in a different way, because Asian food can be spicy in a very specific way. How did you deal with that adaptation? Did you call your parents, tell them, send me some uh, African spices that I can cook myself? Or did you get used to the rice and the different Asian meals or how was it?
1: Um, Well, in terms of being spicy, like um, I grew up like growing up, my dad liked spicy food and we would always be eating spicy food at home. But I did go through a very hard time during quarantine because We had meal preps, like they would prepare our food for us. They would come in like these lunch boxes and it was like local food. So that was a really hard time for me because I couldn't even order food from outside. I just had to deal with whatever I was given. And some of the stuff I didn't know, I didn't even know what it was. Like I would actually just be sitting there and be like, what is this? And I would be so hungry and it would just be tasting another way. That was just a very hard time. But once I got out of quarantine, I was able to um go to the different grocery stores and just find uh things that are closer to the food that I am used to. But yeah, it's not that bad. It was very, it was really just bad during quarantine. But after that, I found a way to like adapt and get a way that works for me with the food.
0: Thank you. Also, you said that you like to be around yourself and with yourself, do you feel or describe yourself as a confident woman? Or do you struggle sometimes with feeling self-worth, self-confidence, etc.?
1: Well, as of today, I would say I am a pretty confident person and I know my self-worth. But um, throughout my life, I think I can just think of like two times where I did struggle with self-confidence. That would be like, When I was younger, um, like, don't get me wrong. My parents were amazing. My siblings were amazing, but it would just be like these other relatives who would like make comments about like the way I look like I was, I'm a very slim person. Like I'm a slim person. Right. And when I was younger, I was actually very small. So it would just be like all those comments. And then when people like older people say these things, it's kind of like, oh, she's just a kid. She won't even remember. She probably doesn't even care. But like that was an issue for me for a while. But then I kind of like just grew into my body and I love my body so much right now. And another time was in high school. I went to a mixed sex school. I think that's what they call them. Yeah. And it was really just a place where people would make fun of each other for very petty stuff like very basic things like people might make fun of you just because you want to maybe try a new sport or you want to join a new club or you want to try public so it was something that would make people make fun of you so i feel like it's something that like that mentality it's something that i carried with me for maybe two years after that like it would be hard for me to just do basic things like maybe even post on social media it was just a whole issue like that But as time went on, as I got around like new people who were like, who are just like positive and say positive things about you and make you want to be your best version, like it really helped me. And now I'm in a very good place. Like I would describe myself as a confident person.
0: I love that. I'm so happy for you. And then to define it even more what is the meaning of confidence for you, if you could explain it? And do you have any advice for other women and girls so that they will find their confidence and overcome things like you spoke about the high school criticism and bullying and all that?
1: Yeah, I would say that for me, like being confident is being able to do whatever you want to do and not be afraid of what anybody's going to say, because at the end of the day, a person might just say something that they say, but it's not even going to affect you. Like it won't even have an impact on whatever it is that you are doing. And the advice that I would give like other women that struggle with um, self confidence is that the people around you are a very important thing. Like you need to pay attention to the people that you keep around you There are people that are always there to like bring you down. Like they can say things as jokes and you may not even take them like seriously or to heart, but subconsciously, like those things will stick. And at some point you want to do something and then you remember something that somebody said about you or something they said about what you want to do. And it would really like just kind of hold you back. But if you are around people that are just always positive, saying positive positive things about you and pushing you to be like the best version of yourself that you can be that is very helpful like i know it sounds kind of corny or i don't know but it's a thing like subconsciously the things that the people around you say they will really affect your confidence so you really need to be um careful of
0: that thank you Wadzanai. it was my privilege and my honor to have you in this podcast to share your voice your story i wish you peace of mind and happiness as you finish your education and to fulfill all of your dreams
1: um thank you so much i'm actually very glad um you reached out to me i at first i was actually like should i go on with this but i was like why not it's like usually sometimes when i'm going through something or i'm struggling with something can be just the smallest things that i just hear maybe a podcast or a song or a post that someone made that would like just make me feel better. So if I can say something here that someone is going to listen to and it helps them, it was really my
0: pleasure. 100%.